Hello everyone, it's WDW Happy Hour. I am Catherine. I'm here with my fellow podcast members, Rob. Greetings. Scott. Hi there. And Matt. Good morning. We have a... <laughs> I mean, or whenever. I mean, like, good morning to the people present. Oh. Good whatever time it is to when you, you're listening to this. Thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. Uh, we have a fun episode coming up. And uh, we're going to start, as we always do, with our Topping It Off, where we do a short Disney drink review of some sort. And Rob, you are topping us off this week. So this, I was nervous about doing this because I thought it was only a limited time drink. Okay. Mm. So it was from this summer and the flavors of Florida at Disney Springs. But then I was like, oh, I, I didn't, me being an idiot, I took a picture of the drink, but I didn't take a picture of the menu. So I'm like, oh, dang, I don't know what's in this thing. <laughs> um, officially, I mean, I, I had the the general the general so i googled it and uh so it's from uh frontera cocina at disney springs um and it is the agave maria so when i googled it great name yes right fantastic um when i googled it i was figuring oh maybe they'll still have that website posted um it'll take me or i'll find it somewhere you know some blog posted or something no, it took me straight to their live menu, and it's on there. Oh. So, Man, I guess just... You would have gone there in October, I, I, had you Seriously. I, I, I what, a mir- what a miracle. I definitely would have. <laughs> so, this is Tromba Tequila Blanco. Illegal. I-L-E-G-A-L. Illegal. I don't Mezcal. Mm-hmm. Clarified lemon juice and orange liqueur. So, it fit right into the flavors of Florida. Um theme for that when i had it but uh this i describe this drink as the best cocktail i've ever had what yes wow yes it's a big contender for the next bracket yeah so that's what it looks like it's very pretty yes it's what is that a burnt orange uh uh it's a dehydrated orange orange. oh okay yeah i mean i didn't do anything with it i didn't i didn't eat it (laughs) i didn't do anything with it no but (laughs) If you could see on the outside too, it's it's like black salt. I don't, it, but it had it. I think it's smoked salt or something. Oh. It's very um, fancy. How much was this? Seventeen dollars. It it is a rather large portion. That thing's filled pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a large kind of like goblet style. Cup. Yeah, this thing was it. If you like tequila, you know, it has tequila and mezcal in it. Um, it's it's. A not a sweet mark. It's like a margarita, but not super sweet with yeah. like the sour mix and stuff yeah. like that. It was I could go just for that. oh my god, it was so good. That kind of reminds me of the burnt orange that you like at Blue Zoo. But what what is the does the burnt? I think that's have, vodka. Do they have vodka. In no, that's that's is that tequila. Or, I'm almost positive. You're on the spot with that. But that has orange juice in it though. Oh, that, okay. that is definitely on the sweeter side, especially. You get the candied uh, orange. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. You know. Um, well, it sounds good. I mean, yeah, I, I like tequila, insane. but tequila mixed drinks, um, as I've discussed previously on this podcast, really do a number on my stomach. So, like, a lot of times, if you guys are getting margaritas, if I want to participate, I'll just do like a shot of like tequila blanco. <laughs> but um, that sounds like something that like wouldn't give me instant heartburn. Did that's you also that? your nickname, right? Tequila blanco. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it is. It is tequila and burnt orange too. Oh, yeah. okay. They're served in semi-similar glasses. Something about the fact that the the 
one Rob is describing right now, and I'll use this as our Instagram post this week, um, it's clear. Yes. So it's like, it's very, like, to me that makes it more accessible. Like, oh, it really? scares me when I see all the colors because I'm just like, that is going to do a number on my stomach. Hmm. But like, all clear, I'm like, it might be strong, but like, I, I know it won't. I don't know why. It's all clear. You're all clear. They are all clear. I was so excited Fisherman's to see that they delight. still have this. <laughs> because I was gonna, I was tempted to go in there next time and just be like, hey, you had this for this, like, were you working when you had this thing? Do you have the ingredients? Yeah. But if it's on the menu, I'm assuming they have everything. Yeah. So That's an underrated spot. It is. In, in Disney Springs. I really like Big it portions. Yeah. I, I really like it. I, I mean, it's not the... I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the best Italian food on... Frontera? Oh, not front. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say it's definitely best. not the best Italian food. <laughs> I mean, the food. best, you know, Spanish cuisine on... I don't know why the hell I said Italian. The not Did like you the, know what you're talking Yes, about? of course. Okay. But it's not like the best, like, Spanish cuisine, like, on... I think Mexican, not Spanish, because, like, Spanish... Latin American... Like, cent- yeah, sure. Um... Oh God! Oh God! Oh, no. so, 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 but their burgers are terrible. But it's serviceable. Like it's good. Like every like. Oh, I think it's better than serviceable. Although I don't remember the last time I actually ate there, but like I know their guacamole. Like I've had snacks there, and their guacamole is amazing. They have the avocado margarita from the Mexico Pavilion. If you're not going to Epcot, you can get it there. And I love their sushi. I I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. These kind of places are ideal for if you're taking a non-park day, mm-hmm. you do like day drinking and just yeah. go, we were there early. It was like noon, mm-hmm. one o'clock and we just sat at the bar. Nope. Rarely anybody's there. Yeah. And you just kind of. They have a big bar too. Yep. There's a lot of seating. We went, I think the drunkest I've ever been at Disney Springs. <laughs> I was here after a brunch at STK two years ago and whoo boy, they were, that, that was a good time. But yeah, well, good discussion, Rob. <laughs> Wait a, then we're gonna kick it right back to you for the news. Yeah, so we have. You know what? Oh. I realized now what oh. I was doing. Whoa. I was confusing Frontera Casino, which I now know a hundred percent what it is, with Terralina crafted Plus. Italian. Huh? In my head. You That's why I asked, mixed. did you know what we were talking about? I you did said a, yes, and I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was completely like, I know what Frontera Casina is, but like in my head, I was like, I'm inside of, of Terralina, like being like, we're at a tequila drink. That's weird. Huh. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Oh, fun fact too. I was going to say this earlier. Uh, so the, the, the chef there. Who is, Rick Bayless? Yes. He is the brother of the infamous Skip Bayless. What? So, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's, really? They're brothers, and they basically don't speak to each other. I saw a whole video on with both of them, like separately, that they just like had. They just don't see eye to eye, and yeah. Hmm. Rick and Skip. Skip Bayless is a super obnoxious sports commentator oh, okay. that's been on ESPN. He's on uh, Fox now, but. Yeah, I feel like Rick's been in there when we've been in there. Before. Oh, really? I I've never. So. I've never yeah. Seen him. Wow. I could be making that up. I don't know. He's he's a very highly regarded. Oh chef. yeah. Oh yeah. I like to think it's the same person. <laughs> he's a layered, multi. You ever seen them together at the same time? <laughs> Apparently not. No. <laughs> All right. So what do we have as far as news goes? Um. So we have some. An eclectic little potpourri of uh, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, 
Cornucopia? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the category on, on Jeopardy. You said the word, ecla- oh, uh, um, potent potables? Yeah, that's what the, but it's, it pulp, they would have a potpourri. Potpourri is right? Yeah, yeah they have potpourri yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, you also said eclectic, kind of like uh, John Travolta says, uh, <laughs> eclectic. The, uh, eclectic. Yeah. <laughs> Wickedly talented. <laughs> um, so something we never talk about on here is uh, Disney Cruise Line. But I think we should because they are launching the first Haunted Mansion parlor that is going to go on the newest ship, the Disney Treasure. Uh, oh, I thought you were racing Sorry, your no, head. No, to, scratching to, my uh, head. Scratching my head. So this is going to be a bar. So from what people describe is there's the Star Wars one that's on the one of the Wish. Is that the newest one? Uh, I think. I don't know. The Dream. The, the, did you wish? No, no, I think it's Wish. I don't know anything um, about the cruise lines. When I listen to other people talk about cruise line and the fact that they could just spit out like what's if you on each of these ships, to my head, and I'm I like, not be tell you. all these names are the same. I, I'm like, how do you know all <laughs> this? Yeah, but so this is going to be. It, it looks like the haunted mansion, but it's going to have some a nautical twist. Um, it's gonna, Did they say how big the area is? It looks like. A, f- a fairly large I, I don't know I, yeah I mean you know it's all um, it's all relative but they're gonna have themed drinks themed merchandise um, that's cool yeah I mean it, I think it's, it's gonna be hard to get a spot in here I think it'll saying. be really popular I do too I, they should do a time limit like if, if you're in there and you like get a good seat I would never want to leave I would never <laughs> want to leave but the the so I thought an interesting discussion point would be you've seen pictures of it yeah, I, I've, yeah, yeah. so I don't know if you guys I, have, not, I think I've either. seen a picture uh, or two here's the concept it's a lot of art. the purple yeah. so, wallpaper very, very dark. dark yeah that's how I pictured it do you think this could have fit where the enchanted rose is uh, or would it have just been too weird no I think that's way too what if you closed it off like the enchanted oh. rose is kind of open yeah and the but, enchanted like, rose is like an L shape right well, it kind of like yeah, it goes around like a the back, like the middle section, and a little bit of the right section of like the end of the lobby building of the grand. Yeah, I mean the Enchanted Rose, it, while it like is deceivingly bigger than you would think because it's kind of tucked away up there, but like it's still not a huge space. Like I think something like this needs a pretty like large area. I'm trying to think of like a bar. Oh, I think it's a big area. It. it the Chanted Rose. It goes all the way into... The, they have that whole... Out, like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the L-shape. There's that, like, I'm seating. just saying thematically and how popular some Haunted Mansion anything would be. And we know it's not going to go in the Magic Kingdom. I don't or, know if or, it necessarily fits with the Grand. Okay. At least for me. I, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to put in the Contemporary or <laughs> or Polynesian. Quite frankly, it belongs in the parks, if, if anything. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood Although, Studios. Yeah, but wh- Hollywood why, Studios. Why not? Sure, why not? I guess it, right. If, yeah, you're right. Why, I mean, if that I was mean, close down Columbia Harbor House. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! Make the top floor the bar and have like a little. As long as I can still get fish and chips in or the car. Or close down Memento Mori. Sure, sure. That'd be a small space, though. Yeah, that'd be oh, small. That'd be <laughs> You'd have to. Expand that'd be it. like Trader Trader. Just build, <laughs> just build like an eight-story like building, and each floor yeah. is. You can put it in the Rapunzel bathroom. Like <laughs> the very top. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. I thought like the Victorian, it could have fit 
yeah. a little bit in there. But. I think if any resort was to have it, I'd say either the Boardwalk or the Grand. Oh. Okay. It's turn of the century. Maybe the Haunted Mansion is probably a little earlier than that. Yeah, that's more Victorian. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right, so we'll stay on the, the dining uh, realm here. So Disney's uh, upgrading their reservation system for dining reservations. They already did this where now they're showing you if you search a, a particular, I guess, time range or like a dinner service, they'll give you all the available times where it used to be, you know, two or three slots. Now they're going to allow you to search a date range, which is nice. I love that. So if you really want to, you know, eat at a particular restaurant and you're there for four or five days, you could just... That's so smart. You know, yeah. Right? I, this right. is... Why I'm, have yeah. you not done right. that? Right. I filed this under like, how, why is it just <laughs> taking you this long to do this? It's Disney IT. I mean, it's... And then they're also going to be giving uh, availability notifications if you sign up, oh. which is interesting because there's services yes, yeah, that you could pay for. Yeah. So it'll uh-huh. be uh, interesting to see that's how good, that, that, that works. That's good because that seems very sneaky to me. I, I don't like that at all. Come on, do it the old-fashioned way of yeah. refreshing until your thumbnails off. <laughs> <laughs> so they're saying, uh, th- this hasn't been officially announced, but multiple sites reported on this that, um, and I guess they're saying before the end of the year with more to come in 2024. Hmm. So, this is a nice little... Needed. Yeah. Um, what else? We'll stay on that realm of dining and whatnot. So, this kind of flew under the radar. Did you even know this was... So, I should say what I'm going to talk about <laughs> before I ask you this. So, a new bar opened. It already opened at the Villas at uh, Disneyland Hotel. So, this is the new tower for DVC uh, called the Palm Breeze Bar. And it kind of, I did not know about this yeah. until you brought it up to me this week. Yes. So um, it's just a new bar that is – it's a restaurant. Uh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say it. I, it looks like a bar and grill. Um, we'll because they you do get have, some food yep, there. Yep. But uh, it's attached. It's kind of at the bottom of um, – the, the new tower. It has an outdoor space. Where uh, is this in relation to the Trader Sam's? Is it like across the pool? Is If, that... if you're... Th- this is my interpretation. If you're standing at the entrance looking at the doors to go into Trader Sam's, uh-huh. it would be like back and to your left. Okay. That's sort of what I figured based in that on the corner. So yeah. like past the pool. That's where they're building the tower. So it's got to be in that general vector. Okay. Um but it, it just looks like a really, really cool space. The decor is inspired by Mary Blair. Um, it, it, you know, it just... Catherine described it as the outdoor por- portion of Splitsville. West yeah. Coast. Yeah, in, in Disney's... Uh, downtown. downtown Disney. Which is <laughs> so... I love I that love area. It. I love it, too. Yeah, and, and it, I, I described it as uh, Geyser Point a little bit. So, if you could come... You know, combine those two. That's kind of what it, it looks like. Yeah, they have a bunch of different appetizers. I'm looking at the menu. I'm not going to go through all this. They do have they have burgers, um, a, a crab roll. It looks like mm. a little sushi. No, it, no, like uh, oh, like, like a lobster a, roll. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, crab meat. Yeah, uh, pizzas, and then they have a whole you know cocktail menu, fairly large um, cocktail menu. So. And and just to um, confirm, this is 
available to everyone, not just DVC or yeah, is that, I, I mean, I can't, I they've never, yeah, they've never done that. Jeez. Don't put that thought in their mind. <laughs> well, except for, I guess the thing on the top of Bay Lake tower, but yeah, this that's is the only thing that's, that's, uh, yeah, Rob, you were right in your description. If you're standing at the entrance of Trader Sam's, mm-hmm. it is, this grassy knoll over oh, there. They didn't update <laughs> the picture does not update the tower, but it is to your left if you're at yeah. the Trader Sam's. What's that tower there? That's the frontier yeah. tower closest yeah, like behind you. Behind you and then yeah. adventures, the one to the right. So something to check out if you're on the, the West Coast. Um, I can't I, wait to check that out. I know. Seriously. That's a next. Full, I mean, that is like Disneyland Hotel needed another bar because yeah. if you can't get into Trader, oh, Trader Sam's, you are tough. just SOL. Yeah. Like, and you have to go back into downtown Disney. You know what they did, too, though, just recently? Yes, I know what you're going to say. Is they converted, I guess, the bar portion of Steakhouse 55 now into a bar. I don't yes. I don't even know what it's called. Yes, um, I don't either. But I saw... And do they have light bites, right? Like, they have food, food I, mean, I think. Yeah, that was <laughs> much needed, too, enough. because I really um, I really enjoyed that, um, that bar at... at outside Steakhouse. Yeah, and it looks exactly the same. It's just like the doors yeah. are... What are they doing with the space that is Steakhouse? It's a gigantic have? space, too. I don't know. I thought I heard some sort of rumor, but I... Okay. Yeah, well, I just... I would love, love to see that come back. That would be... I mean, I don't think it's coming back, but right. I would love to see something. There's there. something that's comparable to what it was. Yeah, just like a night. Just... A little more upscale. It doesn't have to be as as upscale, but maybe just something for the adults over in the <laughs> goofy I can't believe they kitchen vector. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they didn't want to bring it back. I don't. I just don't understand. But maybe only open for dinner was a problem, and they wanted something they could open for like lunch and. I mean, lunch. yeah, but you could change it. I know. It's not like you couldn't just adjust the vibe a little bit. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? All right, lastly, um, this shouldn't have been any sort of surprise, but Disney uh, has agreed to take full ownership of Hulu, uh, and they're going to have to pay $8.61 billion. So Drop a little bit, of, yeah, a little bit of backstory on this. When Hulu was started, it was shared with Disney, Fox, and Comcast slash NBC. They each had a third. So then when Disney bought Fox, they got... Obviously, the one third of Fox, and so now that that other thirty three percent, and there was some legal agreement that one could buy the other. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's all legalese. But um, on November first, they said they're going to buy their that thirty three percent portion for eight point six one. Now, my understanding of this was they agreed ahead of time what the value of it was going to be. But then this is subject to review because I think Comcast could say it's worth more and then they'll mm-hmm. be entitled to. So I think this is a, a floor and not oh, the, wow. mm. I think it could potentially go up. I was trying to find some info on it, but I. Seems it, weird. It, it, yeah. So it says it, it's based on Hulu's $27.5 billion minimum guaranteed value, a, figured, a figure agreed upon in 2019. I just think it's crazy that they're. Putting more into all it on streaming into streaming with knowing that the landscape is such a nightmare. I mean, for the consumer, you hope that like this means this is the first step into them rolling it into one thing, so that like you know it. 
but I mean, who knows if that what that means for the, the trick consumer. is well, not not to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, the trick is going to be though, if they consolidate Hulu into Disney Plus, mm-hmm. they're going to want to raise the price accordingly. Yeah. And it's going to be a trick to get people to like buy into the fact that like okay, this is two services now that you're paying yeah. for, but it's just one service that you're paying. Right. You know, I, for the people who are currently paying for both, that's going to be the easiest market to yeah. grab because presumably it's going to be less um, than it would be to have each separate each sep- each separate subscription. But for the people or families who only have one or none. That's going to be the the biggest challenge. Right. That's if this happens. But yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. Somehow I had so I went on Disney Plus on Friday night. I watched the um, the live uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Oh yeah. Um, I, I just saw some clips. On so the- I couldn't I couldn't find it. And here there was a setting on my profile that got changed to. Like I could only see PG four. What is it? PG fourteen. Thirteen. You in check? <laughs> I, yeah. And I'm like, where the heck? I, I'm googling. I'm like, is this del- I I forgot about it. So it started at eight thirty. It said eight thirty Eastern, or eight East. I forget. I remembered it at like nine, and I'm like, where is the tile? Like I figured it'd be like right at the top, and I'm like, why can't I not see this? And so I searched it, and then at the bottom of the search, it says you can only see the parental controls. And I'm like, how the heck did this happen? It's your little baby, you can't handle I know, it. You're gonna be scared. I don't know. It, it You're was gonna have wild. nightmares of Kate Bush performing. And then I couldn't change it on the TV. It's like you have oh, to go yeah, to the go website. Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. But then I eventually found it. So I watched that Friday. It was not too bad. Do you know where it was? I, didn't, I never. No, no idea. No, I don't. think It wasn't do, in Cleveland. I think it's in LA. I think they do it at the Staples. The Cleveland Rocks. It's not the Staples Center anymore. Yeah, whatever they call it. I still call it the Staples Center. <laughs> it was the crypto. Yeah. Oh no, I think that's what it still is. Yeah, TX. Uh, <laughs> awkward. Oh, Sam Friedman Stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That was just a. I did see so a few things since we're on this topic. I did see um, they started advertising ESPN Bet. Oh, I believe it goes live November fourteenth. I think is the for some juicy. So uh, see they had commercials on uh, ESPN. I was Heck like, this yeah, is, sign me up. This keep is me, of, keep uh, me abreast of the uh, sign up deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You degenerates. <laughs> yeah, this is what I rely on you guys for. Um, I think that was it. Nice. Wow. That's that's now a good that, that's now, a juicy little news nug. Now that the Philly season's over, Rob's actually <laughs> watching TV. It's yeah. wild. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you can actually watch some some Disney movies in your free time, no. which is a segue um, into our main topic. And this is something that we don't do very often. And I think Scott, was this your it was brainchild? Um, so I will. I'm, I'm gonna kick it to you, but. We're doing we're doing a ranking, and I'm very excited about this. You know, we we don't often talk about things that are not directly connected to the parks or to the resorts, and this is something. Now we've done it a few times, but um, we're talking about just the movies today. And the question that I asked, and this was kind of a a question I asked to Catherine maybe a week or two ago, was. Who is the the worst baddie and who is the least bad baddie of the uh, 
villains across the Disney animated movies. Um, and we kind of mulled over how we wanted to approach this, uh, but decided that we were going to focus just on 15 specific villains and uh, discuss them as a ranking from uh, worst to least worst, or maybe even most redeemable. Yeah, and obviously, out of 15, that's, you know, we're we're leaving out a ton of villains. So oh, before absolutely. People, like, we had to make some cuts. Yeah, like, we made some cuts of some that, like, there's no Toy Story villain in here, but, yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, so before you're screaming in your car about where is Madame Medusa and where is Sid, well, they're not on this list. We took 15. Um, I originally had Zerg from, I didn't even think of Sid. Yeah. Zerg's a big bad. But perhaps that just leaves uh, that just leaves room for a sequel sure. um, if this goes well. <laughs> but I had a good time making the rankings. And Matt I, was awake and alert for this episode, guys. He is, wow. he is ready to go. And Rob's going to be our MC because <laughs> as he, you may have just uh, understood, he does not watch a lot of mo- Disney movies. <laughs> I've uh, seen I've seen most of these. I just don't like, I watch it and it just it goes. your mind. Yeah. Um, so Maybe I'm thinking if people wanted to play along at home and wanted to do it, maybe we should just say who the 15 are. Yeah. Just read them off quick. Yeah, maybe you could pause it and make your own. Yeah, and if you want to play along at home or whatever. Uh, Also, we are going to be talking about some evil stuff. So if you listen with your kids, this could be a scary episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good PG-13. Rob would not be able to watch this one. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. he'd be locked out. It wouldn't even show up. Why did I say 14? I don't know. I think the thing on Disney Plus is Oh, is it TV-14? Maybe. PG-13. I think that's it. I said 14, and I was like, that doesn't look right. No, I I think you might be right. Okay. All right, so here's the quick list. So Scar from Lion King, Jafar from Aladdin, Ursula from Little Mermaid, Taka from Moana, Queen of Hearts from Alice, uh, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians, Claude Frodo from Hunchback. Frollo. You're... Claude Frollo. What did I say? Frodo. Frodo, Frodo is the hunchback. No, Frodo. Frodo is, Baggins is, is from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, what's that? <laughs> yeah, what the? Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Uh, Claude yeah. Frollo. Okay. Frodo ain't in this. You could rely on me to butcher uh, something. <laughs> Ernesto de la, Cru- de la Cruz, Coco. Uh, Shadow Man, a.k.a. Dr. Facilier, Princess and the Frog. Chernabog from Fantasia, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, Evil Queen from Snow White, Captain Hook, Peter Pan, Hades from Hercules, and Bowler Hat Guy from Meet the Parents. Robinson's. Robinson's. <laughs> Greg Fogger from Meet the Parents. Jesus. Who would be the, no, wouldn't the villain be uh, uh, Robert De Niro? <laughs> yeah. and Robert and Wes Robert De Niro from Meet the, Meet the Parents. From <laughs> Little <scary>. Fockers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everyone's favorite Disney movie. All right, well, Rob, do you want to start us sure. off on one of these? Yeah, you're going to start, Catherine. So, okay. Um, so the idea is one is the worst e- or most evil, uh-huh. right? 15 is least. Yes. And you're just, So we're going to go in that order that we just – and each person is going to say where they rank them in their own particular – Okay, so who's, who's up first? So, who's Catherine, you're going to start, start with Scar from with Lion Star. King. Okay. I placed Scar on my number four slot. Um, I think he's pretty bad. He tried to, well, he did kill his brother to take over the kingdom. Um, And also, I'm taking on the generational impact that Scar has. This was at the height 
of like the animation like the best of Disney animation and I think like most people our age if they were to say like who's the worst Disney villain I think he would be very far up there for like our demographic um so I had Scar at number four um I think background I I I kind of when I was talking to Catherine about this before the episode um there's like for me there's like three tiers almost there's like there's like the bottom tier is like I don't think you're that evil um you're maybe just misunderstood then there's the top tier of like okay you're probably pure evil and then there's like a middle tier of like yeah you're pretty bad um I put Scar in pretty bad. Like he's right on the edge of that top tier for me. So he's either the bottom of... So I have him at six. Okay. And so, like, you got a lot here. Like, fratricide. Kills his brother. He tries to kill Simba and Nala, like, via the, you know, the, uh, what are the hyenas. And he's like... There's a common thread of a lot of these people. That they, like, they want to be in power... They're either jealous, but like ultimately, like they're like, I want to be the top guy, and and he, you can put Scar in that that category. Also, he basically when he takes over, he says the hyenas will never go hungry again, but then he can't keep that promise, and they're starving too. And I think the hmm. worst part is like the psychological thing of like he kills Mufasa, and then he blames Simba and has him think that it's his fault as like a child, which is like some truly evil stuff. That is yeah, that, that is, is pretty messed bad. up. That's- uh, psychological manipulation. But let me let me peel back a little layer here. Oh boy. oh boy, Mufasa's like circle of life, baby. It's all about the circle of life. But then all of a sudden, but he's like, but not you, hyenas. I don't care about you because you could kill lions. So like, it's all about the circle of life when your life's not in danger. So like, never mind about the the rule of the jungle or whatever. So like, you know, maybe. You know, maybe Mufasa's not this real benevolent dude. I'm not saying he deserved to die, but, you know, Scar maybe has some gripes, but maybe some of them are legitimate. So six. 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 <laughs> there are five people on my list more evil than Scar. Okay. I mean, I I had a lot of the similar things. I think when I was going through my list of all of these, I'm looking at the crimes that they committed. And <laughs> I, what, I was too. And what you would, you know, find them guilty of. So like Matt said, regicide, fratricide, definitely bad stuff i mean murder is not all these people murdered anybody and he is certainly but somebody who did but i also take a results uh, results approach his his kingdom sucked you know they everybody was unhappy the the lions were unhappy the hyenas were unhappy it didn't even result in anything good so i have him high on my list sucked (laughs) i have him at three okay yeah all right it's pretty high for all three of them. Yeah. You guys are right around. Yeah, no, no outliers yet. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll start um, <laughs> each. We'll, we'll go around here. So Matt, you're going to start off with uh, Jafar from Atlanta. Uh, um, I have him just one under Scar at seven. Um, this is another one. Drunk with power. He's down to just murder and frame people because he wants to become the sultan. So, like, he doesn't care if he takes advantage of, like, the poor street rats to achieve his, you know, fame and riches. Also, I think the, the like, the, like, cherry on top of his evilness is that he wants to force Jasmine to basically yeah. be his bride, yeah, which is, like, bad. pretty gross. Yeah. Um, but, like, but he kind of looks like Prince, 
with that uh, <laughs> facial hair, which, like, I can't hate completely. So, like, I don't think... He doesn't kill anyone, right? The, okay, so I looked this up. The only person he technically kills... Oh, the guy at the, the beginning. The jail, the he gets house. sent into the Cave of so Wonders the at the beginning, wonders, and he's yes. like... You ain't the diamond in the rough, baby. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just making it purple rain. That ain't the diamond in the rough, baby. That ain't like Minnetonka. And he gets eaten. But like he doesn't really kill him. He gets eaten by the Cave of Wonders. But like Scar Scar or Scar, Jafar sends him in there to get riches. Or like get the like something for him. Like he doesn't like know he's gonna die. So that's inadvertent. Manslaughter okay. at best. <laughs> so like he can't be more evil than Scar because Scar willingly murders his brother. So he's at seven for me. Okay. Um, I mean, I also would, would put in here, like, he's guilty of treason against the, the throne. Treason's pretty bad. Usually, you know, you get put Light to death treason. for that. Light treason. Um, I would I would say, you know, the the Jasmine the thing Jasmine is... The Jasmine stuff is ooh, that's, very, that's like sex trafficking. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. to... to at the light end, that's what that is. So I have him one one spot behind Scar as well. I had him at four. Okay. Okay, I have Jafar at eight. And I think it's just his lack of, like... I was very focused on murder. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like... That, to me, is, like, the ultimate crime. And um, so since he didn't have many deaths on his hand... Is, is he the one that trapped the genie? No. no. That's pretty bad. Too. No, the genie was trapped before. Just trapped pre-scar. I don't think that. I don't. He became Jafar. A, g- a genie he on his own. Yeah, it became evil, trapped. Evil genie scar is pretty scary. Jafar. Oh yeah, we're having Sorry, a tough time with this. Um, <laughs> just scar. Just right. scar. Okay, so yes, I had Jafar at eight. Okay. All right, so Scott, to you, we have Ursula from Little Mermaid. I can't okay, wait for this. So, We've talked about this before. I know we have. I, I went back and forth on her. You know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state the thing that we've talked about previously, and then you guys can build on this if you want. But she made a contract, and the Little Mermaid, or Ariel, went into it willingly, and then wasn't happy with the way that it went. Now, I do want to put an asterisk on this and say that looking back at this, and I did kind of have to go back and look, Ursula does try and put her hand on the scale a little bit of this to, like, keep the her... Stuff? Yeah. Like, to, like... Sh- like- like, she wasn't completely upfront about what she was going to do as part right. of this contract to keep Ariel away from And her. then, you know, later on in the movie, she does try to kill Ariel. So, yeah. like, I mean, she's not 100% just a businessman in this situation. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she's as bad as some of these that we have above. I had her at 11. Okay. I'm sorry, 10. 10. I had her at 10. Well, I am with you exactly, Scott. I also had Ursula at 10. Um sad that her only deaths are her two best i know yeah jetsam. she kills them that's and and that's that's what that's um, malpra- um not malpra- um with um when you accidentally kill someone manslaughter uh, manslaughter yeah manslaughter eel, eel slaughter <laughs> eel slaughter yeah um it's funny i was doing some research on this yesterday and one of the things like one of ursula's traits they say she's pretty classy like out of yeah. all these villains like she is a businesswoman like she she has her side all figured out, and another one of her traits is body dysmorphia. <laughs> it says, because she says, I'm wasting away to nothing. Oh. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to have a little sympathy for old Ursula. This, this one, I feel like you guys have seen the video of the, the guy who's like, uh, 
like his sister was a witch, bro. The Wicked Witch of the East. Like I feel like um, I heard fourteen. Whoa. Okay, whoa, whoa, that's pretty low. Ariel made a contractually <laughs> binding agreement, right? Where are the maritime lawyers when you need them? <laughs> so, like, also, like, Ursula is banned from, um... Triton's Kingdom. From Triton's Kingdom for, like, quote-unquote, like, black magic, but it's never elaborated on. So it's like, it's like, what did she really do wrong? And then, like, until the end of the movie where she gets pissed because... You know, um, because Ariel's trying to go back on the agreement and like, and freaking Prince Eric intervenes and she's like, no, like, like this was the freaking, you know, this was, this is what the contract says. And yes, did she tip the scales a bit? Yeah, but like you should have read the fine print, Ariel, and that's on you. <laughs> that's on you, girl. So like, I'm saying like, you know, uh, she's misunderstood. Okay. All righty. So... We're on to back to Catherine for Taka from Moana. Okay. Um, all right. So I had Taka at number thirteen. Um, I don't think Taka is too bad. She there are some questionable antics with her cutting off food supply, which is a little shady. Like that's pretty bad. Um, but. I think, like, I don't know. I, I'm attributing this to Holly. Why do, why do I feel like Holly said this? That, like, Teka was just, like, hangry? Like, <laughs> like it's, but, like, kind of, like, gives that, like, she should be mad. Maui stole her heart. And then she got it back, and she is the best now. Like, like I think, like, something has to be said for the crimes committed against some of these villains. I think there's a very... Another one on this list that is like, yeah, they're totally justified in my mind for doing what they did. I mm-hmm. feel the exact same way. Um, but I um, I think it speaks to the fact that I only ever call her Tefiti. I don't even call her Teka because I forget that she's the big bad in this movie. So Teka uh, right. 13 for me. Teka is also 13 for me. So like Teka's whole thing, and for those who haven't seen Moana... Uh, it is a Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel scenario, oh, yes. where Teka is Tefiti. So, like, Maui steals Tefiti's heart, and now she has no, literally has no heart, and so she turns into this destructive fire demon, essentially. So, like, can you really be mad at Teka for, like, being destructive, destructive because she thinks mankind is, like, unworthy of her gifts? Like Tefiti's gifts when she's literally heartless because of an act of humankind. So like, I mean, she represents the duality of human life. She's the yin and the yang. So like, you We're know, deep on this one. Yeah. Guys. So like, anything that's bad about her is also you know balanced by the good. She's the good and the bad. You know, she's holding up the mirror to society. Teka Tefiti, she ain't bad. That's number thirteen. For you, for, let me just, sorry, Scott, I want to just ask a question. Yeah. Have you guys watched these movies, like, recently or multiple times that you know this level of detail? I only have to watch a movie once to just you remember all a, of that? become a doofus. I remember that, yeah. I've, I've seen it once. I've oh seen it God, more than I once, then... yeah. I mean, I've, like, some of, they're, yeah. Holy. 
I, you know, I, I do kind of agree with you on, on what you said there. The only thing I would say differently than you, Matt, was that it was Maui, who is not a human. He is a demigod. So she was taking, she was taking it out on humanity. Oh yeah, right. right. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit misdirected, but frankly, I agree with you. I have her at 14. Isn't a demigod, um, someone. Half man, half God. Yeah. So he's, you know. So it's like partly Yeah, but when you hold him to a higher standard, he can, he has magic. Yeah, I would. shouldn't have stolen I that art. I think he's chaotic um, evil. God, I think he's chaotic neutral. Oh yeah, chaotic neutral. Yeah, yeah. That's no, I think he's chaotic good. He's good at his core. Yeah, he's just a a wild dude. <laughs> just a wild dude. All right, Matt, to you. So we got Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. Okay, this one I had a hard time with. Um, ultimately, I put her at eleven, and I think that I knocked her down um, the list because one. She may just be a wacky manifestation of Alice's subconscious. She might not none of none of Wonderland may actually exist if we're really thinking about it. Um, it might be an actual dream, depending on how you um, interpret what happens in Alice in Wonderland. Also, I have my doubts on whether or not she's serious about the whole beheading business. Like, you know, like she says off with her head and she likes to throw it around. First of all, cards don't even have heads. Like, they have, like, how's she gonna do that? And yeah, she threatens it to Alice, but then she's like, then someone, is it like the March Hare's like, nah, I think we should have, uh, she should be represented in a court of law. And then they're like, yeah, and she's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. (laughs) And she's like, you wanna watch uh, me play croquet with a mole or whatever? So in in the, at the end of the day, she's just like, she's just an unhinged uh, nightmare of a woman with (laughs) anger issues, but... I don't think she actually intends... I think I relate most to the Queen of Hearts than anybody else on this list. Yeah, an unhinged nightmare woman. Yes. I put her at 11. Also, she might not exist. Yeah, okay. Uh, You know, I I feel like she did have crimes of terroristic threats, and um, I don't know whether... Did she actually execute anybody? Never executed Never executed anybody. That's what I said. I have my doubts on whether she's serious. I mean, I I think she might just have, you know, some kind of mental illness that makes her very, you know, up and down. Because there's points where she's not as, you know, wild about her killing spree. Um, I think I did. I did take a little bit of her at her word, though, that she wanted to like off with their heads part. So I had her a little higher on the list as a result of that. I had her at eight. Where did you have her? Eleven. Eleven. I have her at 12, um, and I went to the the source material for this one. I went to the book. Oh. Um, And the Griffin... You can read? Yeah, can you (laughs) believe it? The Griffin tells Alice that the Queen never has actually executed anyone she sentences to death, which reinforces the fact that the Queen of Hearts' power lies in her rhetoric. Which, like, who can't relate to that? Like, Like, just saying something like, I hate you. Like, you don't mean that. But, like, just to... Just, I'm going to behead you. I'm going to totes behead you. So I have the Queen of Hearts at 12. I'm going to send you to the gallows. Just kidding. Just JK, kidding. JK. All right. So we are to Scott for Carilla DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. I will be very excited to see how this table of animal lovers uh, handles this one. All right. Well, you know, so my I have my listed crimes here for her. Cruelty to animals, reckless driving, <laughs> attempted murder. Um, but, but it is just animals. Like, I, I don't, I don't put it that high, you know, compared to actually killing a person. She wasn't murdering the owner. She did kidnap the puppies, but I don't believe she was actually successful in murdering any of the Dalmatians. You see her coat? There's 
some sort of angle uh, on that. I think there's I, I think there's an implied history of success. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to me, to me, she's just a fashionista doing her thing, trying to be, you know. Diva. She she's mean, she's evil, but she's not killing people. I have her further down the list, I have her in twelve. Whoa. Wow. Um, yeah, this isn't like I mean, I think if we really took this as like like if we put picked real people. So let's say there's a real person who does what Scar did, that he like killed his brother. Like like there are stories of this in like history. Like mm-hmm. like world history. If you knew someone in current events who was kidnapping a hundred dogs, like you would not be okay with that. Like I think that that actually might be like I would certainly be way more invested in that than some kingdom that's not my own if I knew there was a woman who kidnapped and was intending to kill a hundred dogs. I would like that would be game over if this was like current events. Yeah. So I have. I have Cruella at number three. See, I feel like I gotta I gotta disagree a little bit though, because like her grand design, like her grand plan was so much smaller than some of these who are like world domination, kingdom That's true. domination. The scope, the scope is much smaller, but I think in the re I think in the reality of hearing these stories of like yeah, someone wanted to take over a kingdom. I guess if you live in the kingdom, you're affected by it more so. But like, if you knew this was happening, I just, I, I just think people would don't don't have with cats. You yeah, know? I think it's the. I mean, taking the scope out of it, it, it speaks to like the level of vanity she has and the like disregard for like just decency of any kind. Like, you can't kill puppies to make coats. Like, you just can't. The fact that she's remorseless about that is like, oh, you're you're pretty evil. Um, I have her at like the bottom of my actually evil tier at five. Oh wow, okay. I guess I'm the outlier in this. Yeah, that's that's definitely by far the biggest range we've had so okay. far. Yeah, I'm trying to track it a little. There's a couple with four, but that one has a range of nine. Wow. Hmm. All right, so back to Catherine. So this is Claude Frollo. This is Frodo Baggins. Claude Frollo. Um, This guy is real bad, guys. Not great. He is so bad. He he is he is evil AF. Um, Just he we start the movie with the song Hellfire, which he basically is like praying to God that his like lust subsides for Esmeralda because if he can't have her, he's going to kill her. <laughs> and like, so that's like on par with what Jafar and Jasmine were up to. But like, he wants all gypsies dead. So that's like a huge race of people that he wants to extinguish. Not only that, but let's talk about the psychological abuse that he wants to kill Quasimodo. He is the one who names him Quasimodo, which means half form. And he makes fun of him and ridicules him his entire life for the way he looks. One of the quotes was he was talking to the gargoyles and Frollo catches him and Quasimodo says, I was talking to my friends and he goes, are your friends made of stone? And he goes, yes. And he goes, very smart boy. Like he's horrible. I... He is, and also, like, a position of power that should be trusted that, like, obviously is not. Like, he should be more of an example as a judge and a holy <laughs> man, and he 
he has failed us all in the city of Paris. So I am putting Judge Claude Frollo at number two. I too have him at number two. <laughs> Let's, he checks a lot of boxes. You got religious fundamentalism. Mm -hmm. You've got anti-immigration. Mm -hmm. You've got ethnocentrist, uh, ethnocentrism. Um, and let's just talk about the rap sheet that we see <laughs> within five minutes of the movie on a horse. He kicks Quasimodo's mother down a flight of steps where she <laughs> dies. And it's like, you can say that he didn't intend to kill her, which I think he then does. But like, you still kicked a woman down a flight of steps who was carrying a baby. And then he's like, then he like grabs the, the like, you know, um, you know, uh, whatever, bassinet or whatever. And yeah, it's like, like, it like, a baby. And then he like looks at it and he's like, a monster. And like, he's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, a, a human child with deformities is like, is what he thinks he's so crazy that he thinks it's a literal monster that he then goes to drown it in a well and he's like this will fix it and then only stops because a priest is like yeah maybe you shouldn't drown that baby in a well just because it's got a deformed face and he's like i guess i guess i won't i guess i'll just keep him locked in a tower and make fun of him his whole life so yeah he's terrible so uh yeah number two I also said number two. It's the oh. genocide for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, can't can't top. It's hard to top that. I guess you know having him at number two, you can top that. Yeah, you can you can <laughs> top it. You can top it, but it's just hard to do. All right, so that is our first consensus ranking. Mm -hmm. So now back to Matt here to start. We got Ernesto De La Cruz from Coco. Ernesto de la Cruz. This is one that I had to like remember. What I had he a hard does. time remembering this one too. I think I've only seen this once. Um, but again, I, I go to the scope thing. Um, like murder, I think we're all agreeing murder's not great. Murder's pretty bad. But he kills one guy. <laughs> I think he kills some of his fans. Really? Yeah. Well, like. As far as I could see, he kills one guy. Uh, what's the what's Hector. The, he kills Hector. He and Hector are like are in you know they're in a music group. Hector writes the songs. Ernesto is the face and the the voice. And Hector's like, I think I want to go solo. And Ernesto's like, Nah, dog. Kills him and then becomes super famous. So like he's just motivated because he wants to stay on top and he wants to be a famous performer. And you know. It, yeah, it's it's not great, but it, in comparison to some of the other people on here, uh, you know, he's he's fine. It's number ten. <laughs> I'm gonna say I think his crime is made worse because it's a betrayal of a friend, and that I think the fact that he stabbed Hector in the back and then took it, and then on top of that, by you know, all by his killing him and not letting him ever go home. It made it so that, like, his family was forgetting about him. Like, he was actually... His actions caused Hector to start fading out of existence. Not just yeah. dying, but, like, not even existing anymore. Uh, 
Plus, you know, you throw in plagiarism and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that, that's minor stuff. But the, the friend killing really gets me. I mean, that's up there with, like, friend friend side. friend side. side. I think there's a word for that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. But um, I actually have him up at number five as a result oh, of that. wow. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I um, I think the part that makes Ernesto in my midline of, like, baddies is that he like lived a fake existence then like he he took credit for all of the work and was like yeah it's only ever been me i and like he had no shame yeah he's he there's no remorse there's no like rehabilitation of him like he is all in on how famous he is so i have him at number nine yeah i think that the fact that he never has any kind of contrition about it he basically dies having owned it like his entire life also might might be worth saying he's one of i i would argue that he's probably the only one who has killed the main character of the movie like i mean if if we're well i guess miguel no miguel is the main character yeah but i mean like he kills a huge part of like a huge character that doesn't usually happen Okay, so to Scott, we have Shadow Man, a.k.a. Dr. Facilier from The Princess and the Frog. All right, this one was a little bit more difficult for me because I'm not as familiar with The Princess and the Frog, so I kind of had to go back um, and, and refresh my memory on this. I just don't think he's that bad of a dude. He wants to control New Orleans. Like, that's his thing. He wants power in New Orleans. He's guilty of, you know, some voodoo and some communicating with the other side, you know, I just don't get the sense that he's that terrible overall. He just wants power. And maybe I'm forgetting some of his crimes. And if that's the case, you know, you can correct me on that. Um, he's just rebelling against the 1%, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you know? He's trying to stick it to the he's man. The, he's a Bernie Sanders type. <laughs> yeah, he oh, is. Wow. I have him at um, number nine okay. on my list. Um, He killed Ray, who is probably the best character in that movie and like that's probably like one of the more sad moments does he i thought ray dies of old age no they get he kills him in the battle at the um at the cemetery and he becomes a star um uh he's he is pretty bad i mean he is um he is calling for the dark forces to like he is conjuring the worst of the worst uh with his voodoo um and he did something to charlotte's dad too big daddy but he came back like i don't think he actually died um but he tried to kill uh john goodman so like yeah. that's pretty bad too <laughs> and so like so what it was my it? ranking of him is number six okay i am as eight um yeah he's he's a voodoo witch doctor comes from a poor background um, he's he's really pissed about Big Daddy specifically, who like we're led to believe basically runs 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 ish around New Orleans, and you know he's mad. Like his motive, I guess, is that like the wealthy aren't spreading the wealth around, and so he's willing to like go to dark magic to like rise to power and ultimately like you know rule New Orleans. The Mardi Gras parade. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but the the thing that's flawed about it, at least from what we see in the movie, is that, like, Big Daddy seems like a good dude. Like, it's not like he's some, like, you know, like... Mob um, boss or something? Yeah. yeah, like, he seems to be, like, like philanthropic and generous, like... Like, he, like, so, like... And he turns Naveen into the frog, right? Which, like, Naveen did not 
want. He, like, it was a. It was a. Um, it was like a trick. Right. He he had Monkey a contract spawn. with him, and it. He was like, "Oh, everything will be green or something yeah, like that." Yeah, it's green. It's the green. It's the green I see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, also, um, what's it, I, I always mess this up, uh, what's the, uh, actor's name? Keith David? No, Keith David is, <laughs> is, uh, fill me in. Uh, Dave- David Keith. Is that it? Yeah. Whatever. But, great voice. <laughs> um, so does that make up for some of it, if you have a great voice? This is one of the best villain songs of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keith David. Friends on the other side. Yeah, Keith David. Who? What is the other guy's name? Craig David. Craig David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, number eight for me. Okay. Well, you were right around where I was. All right, so back to Catherine here for Chernabog from Fantasia. Okay, Chernabog is literally the devil. He is literally <laughs> the devil. And to me, you can't get worse than that. He, he, watch the Night of Bald Mountain segment of Fantasia. It is so scary. He is summoning horse demons and every... I believe they're called satyrs. No, no, they're horse. I mean, there are, there are women screaming and crying. There are horses and women. And then a man on fire and Brick killed the guy <laughs> at the triad. It is, like, I mean, it is terrifying. And he is also the big bad of Phantasmic, right? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that who Mickey's trying to really take down he's the last water projection we see yeah he's bad i mean pre pre um dragon but yeah i'm i have him ranked at number one so i have trinabog ranked as number one too and this is one where i actually like i was like i need to like look it up because i'm pretty sure that disney refers to him as satan and like someone in fantasia like one of like either the conductor or the narrator says like like a literal like like satanic whatever but chernabog is taken from a deity in slavic mythology oh my God, do you know what and it means black god he is basically a giant devil he has the ability to take people's hearts and then he has power over souls you see him in the night of bald mountain segment raising people from the dead summoning a fleet of demons <laughs> He also summons criminals from their graves, throws them into what I think is a volcano to resurrect, to kill them and resurrect them again as demons. Yeah, I mean he's like that's he's about as bad as he gets. Yeah, like he he is like the number one. He's 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 evil incarnate. Yeah, I mean this is the hard to beat here. I have him at number one as well. It's just. There's just so much on the rap sheet for him. It's it's tough yeah. to even come close. Yeah, there's no well, at least other people have like the humanity. Like all Yeah, there's no redemption for Chernabog. <laughs> it's like we can't go to Chernabog, you understand. <laughs> oh, there goes the suspense of the yeah, rankings, but yeah. that's okay. Alright, so to to Matt, we have Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Um, she's in the top tier. Um, I have her at number four. <clears throat> um so like <laughs> Maleficent from the jump she curses an innocent girl to die on her 16th birthday ultimately because she was pissed that she wasn't invited to a party like that's it she's like oh I wasn't invited to her christening oh well then she's gonna die which is so petty 
<laughs> and then at the so like that's bad enough being like yeah I'm gonna kill this girl um she's dead 16 years old <laughs> but then at the end she summons quote all the powers of hell and turns her into a turns herself into a dragon uh to try and kill more people it's just not a good look and you know what I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, but what about the backstory of Angelina Jolie no, in the no, no. in the we're live not, action Maleficent and Maleficent, comma Mistress <laughs> of Evil? Um, not but, my Maleficent. Yeah, I saw Maleficent the first one. I don't remember anything about it. I'm going strictly on the the animated Sleeping Beauty. So number four. Yeah, I don't like all this retconning, you know, a backstory to try and make them more believable. Here's why she's evil. She tried to kill a kid. (laughs) Um, She later tried to destroy the kingdom as a dragon. For me, up at number six. Wow. Yeah, you know who I found her pretty similar to, but now that you say she tried to kill a kid, I guess that's worse than killing a bug. But I had her and Shadow Man very similarly aligned because they're trying to conjure the powers of hell essentially to do their bidding and she doesn't even do us the uh, solid of having a cool song is she she the hottest villain on this list have you ever seen the the glitter face maleficent from disneyland evil queen's pretty hot too oh like oh i'm I'm, pre hag hag, though Mm. um but i think she's beautiful she's got a great bone structure um i have (laughs) maleficent at five oh jafar hottest villain (laughs) i mean Genie Jafar. Genie Jafar. Have you seen the abs on Chernobyl? <laughs> Yo. Stone. <laughs> All right, to Scott for the evil queen. Speaking of evil yeah. queen from Snow White. All right. Well, you know, I think she was more diabolical, and I, I kind of give this a little bit of a. All of these villains got a little bit more in depth as we started to go through Disney history, and they got like a little bit more of why they were doing what it was. She was just jealous. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, jealousy is a motivating factor. That That's a knock against you when it comes to why you're trying to kill somebody. Um, I put her in at number seven for attempted murder. I did too, Scott. I have her at the exact same position, number seven. She does try to kill the dwarves too with mm-hmm. that rock and up at the top. And, you know, she tries to kill Snow White. She is motivated by vanity. Um, so, yep, number seven for me. I put her at three. Ooh, wow. Really? Like you said, she's she's super jealous. She is driven purely by vanity. She orders a dude to kill her stepdaughter just because she's prettier than her. And then here's the part that's grisly. I mean, it sounds like housewives. Yeah. Yeah, except for this part where she's like, okay, by the way, this girl's prettier than me, and I can't handle that, so go out and murder her. Also... To prove that you've done it, cut out her heart and put it in this box and then give me the box. (laughs) Which is like, that is not only evil, that is like psychotic wildness. Yeah, but she didn't kill anyone. Yeah, okay, but like, it's like neither did Charles Manson. He just made other people do it. That doesn't mean. Charles Manson will be lower on my list, though, I guess. Yeah. Let's get real here. Yeah. But then, yeah, then she also tries to kill the dwarves by crushing them with a huge boulder. Um, yeah, I just think that, um, yeah, she, she's very evil. She, I, I, she lacks redemption. I don't yeah. like her vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I think that, 
that's why I had her a little further up the list is there was no redemption arc for her. And I think that was partly just the time in Disney movies that the baddie was. Oh yeah. They bad. didn't, I mean, well, they didn't care about like creating multifaceted heroes or villains or like True. the good person's good and the bad person's bad. And there's no in between. There's no nuance to their, <laughs> <laughs> what they are. All right. So this is our last group here. Okay. Uh, We've had we haven't had a fifteen yet, so mm. we're getting it out of these last three here. So Captain Hook to Catherine from Peter Pan. All right, listen up, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speak. This is what I'm saying. Preach on Captain Hook. You deserve to be as mad as you want. Try to kill him with a cannon. I would too. Peter Pan cut off Captain Hook's hand and fed it to a crocodile who is now taunting Captain Hook by following him around with a clock on him and torturing him and tormenting his soul. Yes, is maybe his anger a little unjustified to his cronies? Yes, he shouldn't be treating his uh, his crew that henchmen. way. Yeah, his, his vile <laughs> henchmen. Shmi and co. Yeah, no, like, I think he does kill a deckhand. I did read that. But, like, I still... <laughs> He's a pirate. Who hasn't? He's, yeah, a pirate. he's a pirate. We're gonna mad at territory. We're gonna be mad at a pirate for pirating. Um. So I have him at fourteen. I do not think Hook is bad. I do, I don't think he's bad. I would feel the exact same way. Peter Pan is a jerk. I have it at twelve. Uh, Peter Pan is the villain of Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Peter Pan cut off his cut off Hook's hand. Fed it to a crocodile, and then's like, oh no! Also, I'm gonna continue to taunt you for the rest of your life, even after doing that. And yeah, who's yeah? Okay, we've got Peter Pan, we've got Captain Hook. Who's the one who's literally stealing children away from their families in the middle of the night, and then is a total jerk to Wendy the whole movie? And so then, like, so Peter torments torments Captain Hook forever. And Captain Hook's, like, riddled with PTSD, and we're like, oh, Hook, what a jerk. He only wants to kill Peter Pan. He does capture Tinkerbell. Yeah, but that's only to get at Peter Pan. Yeah, but, like... And Tinkerbell sucks, too. Yeah, I mean, Tinkerbell... (laughs) Doesn't he kidnap the kids, though, and tie them up on the boat? Oh, yeah, he does. And they don't have anything to do with this. They were brought there by Peter Pan. (laughs) You know, so, I mean, while I don't disagree with you about his, his motives, like... If I got mad because a bunch of kids were tormenting me, if I went and tried to kidnap those kids, you wouldn't be like, well, that's totally understandable. Those kids were like making fun of Scott as he was walking down the street. I have him a little bit higher. I have him at 11. I don't think he's a bad guy, but... Not a bad guy. He's. But do you agree that Peter Pan is worse? I mean, I agree that Peter Pan is not a hero. Okay. At all. Listen, Peter Pan's the villain of Peter Pan. Wow. Hot what take. did you have on that Twelve. Okay. All right, so to Matt, we have Hades from Hercules. Hades, another one of those people, and he's like, I want to be on top. I want to be the head of Olympus, not you. And, like, you know, Zeus is kind of a dick. Zeus banishes him to the underworld, and he's like, he's like, you want to hang out up here? You mean you want to hang out in hell all day, right? And he's like, well, no, that's not what I want at all. So he's not given fair treatment, so he's, like, super pissed about it. He wants to, you know, and I think that if he was able to take over Olympus without killing Hercules, he would. The only reason why he kills Hercules is like, hey, actually, like it's the fates who are like, when Hercules turns 16, like that's around the time where you can get the, uh, 
the what are the big rock creatures called titans. the titans and like take over olympus but the problem is hercules will stop you so the only way that you can actually do it is if you kill hercules so he's like i guess i gotta kill a baby now is that good no killing babies not great but he's funny I don't think, <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think his intention was to kill Hercules. Yeah, I think is. it was, I thought the potion was to make, take away his strength. Oh. oh. I think he tries to kill Hercules. Because I think what happened, maybe I'm wrong, but I think those two little guys who were his pain, friends, pain and panic. they didn't give him all the stuff, so he kept his strength, but he wasn't immortal. Yeah, I think that, but the I think the intention was to kill them, kill him. I think what happened was it was like, oh no, we just zapped a little bit of his god stuff. You know, I'm going to also add that a little bit outside of the movie here. If you look back at Greek, Greek mythology, Zeus was a bad dude. He was always going after the ladies. Yeah, you know, Hades devoted husband to uh, Persephone. He yeah, didn't, true. He didn't mess around. You know, he was... Uh, well, I mean, Hades, much less evil, it, despite being the lord of the, the god of the underworld in Greek mythology, Disney really makes him more evil and conniving, whereas, like, you he know... He was just a guy who ruled the underworld. Yeah, yeah. it was... It's what the, he liked. The, po- the potion was to turn him mortal. Okay. Oh. So he could kill him. Oh, so he could kill him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it was. I don't know that that was his intention. But in any case, I think. I, I mean, whatever. I what mean, was your score? Number nine. You know, buddy, he's funny. He's funny. He's I had him at thirteen. He's a funny guy. <laughs> I think we would have been better off with him in charge. Yeah. Hades is the Charles Manson on this list. Oh. So he told Pan, Pain and Panic to do this stuff. He actually <laughs> hands clean. It really worries me that you have a real line in the sand of like, if you delegate the murder, then it's not really murder. I I will will, uh, justify everyone above him did more hands-on things and murder. And the end result wasn't even murder. So if you, what about the murder? What murder? Um, so like if I if if um if someone hires a hitman oh to kill their wife, you're like Does not. Does he kill the wife? No, he he pays someone no, no, no. to Does do the it. Does hitman kill the wife? Yeah. Okay, well then he's bad. Pain yeah, pain but pain. is he but is he better or worse than if he kills the wife himself? Oh, I mean it's. But it saves him money. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's better if you don't do it yourself. Yes, it is better if you don't do it yourself. You are less evil by having someone paying someone. I guess, but I think the whole point is to not implicate you, so you're removing yourself. So it's like more calculated, oh, as op- as opposed to like it could just be a crime of passion. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. What was your uh, my score for Hades was thirteen, and mine was eleven, and mine was nine. Okay. He's funny. Well, this one's anti- this. Okay, yeah, so really? it, 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 Matt, <laughs> I mean, Scott, uh, Scott uh, wrap us up here. Bowler hat guy from Meet the Robinsons. You know what bowler hat guy is guilty of? Mischief and immaturity. And honestly, he has every right mm-hmm. to be mischievous. And he's just a little tired boy. Yeah, he's got those rag bags under his eyes. He gets redemption, too. He's just sleepy. And I would argue that Doris the Hat is actually the bad guy of the film. It's yes. not, it, Technology is, is the villain. He's controlled 
by Doris. Because when he finds out that her goal is to take over the world, he's like upset about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I please, and please, can we have some, can we, can we save the man some face and call him what he is? And his name is Goob. Bolarad is Goob. Yeah, Goob is not evil. He's just like a buffoon and he's immature and he's just, he's been taken advantage of by a hat with feelings. That and is true. he's not trying to kill anyone. He just wants to ruin Lewis's life because Lewis kind of like ruined his life. And like, he doesn't have like, it's not that he wants to like turn the world into this, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Dystopian nightmare. That's kind of the hat's deal. Yeah, it's the hat's deal. He was a poor foster kid, too. Like, I mean... And he didn't get adopted because he didn't make the catch. Right, right. It's a sliding doors moment. Well, it was, because then they went back and they fixed it. Yeah, and then... The, and then his life was up. better. Yep. All right, so Rob, what's our definitive ranking here? Okay, so uh, there was no ties, which is kind of wild. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a clear 1 through 15. You want me to go yeah. worst go from to... Fifth, yeah, worst go, to best. Yeah, no, worst. best to worst. 15 okay. up. Yeah. So bowler hat guy, 15. Uh, Taka at 14. Mm-hmm. Captain Hook, 13. Ursula, 11. Hades, 10. Uh, Queen of Hearts, not, uh, no, 10. Her, her, Hades was 11. Okay. Queen of Hearts, 10. Ernesto, 9. Shadow Man, 8. Gorilla Deville seven, Jafar six, Evil Queen five, Maleficent four, Scar three, Claude Frollo two, and Chertabog one. Wow. The biggest range was Gorilla Deville, hmm. a high of three, a low of twelve. True. Yeah, Where did she end up? Seven. She ended up seven. Wow. Yeah. And really, why? <laughs> there's, I mean, as far like looking at my list. Um, 15 to 1 it, like um, it's pretty consistent with the consensus yeah. with like some mild deviation yeah. but there's nothing like that I had you had scar at 6 and it came in at 3 uh, that's like my biggest yeah that's about the the mm. one that jumps out I'm trying to eyeball Scott might have been the biggest Carilla Deville he had at 12 that was came in at 7 uh, yeah so. He's a huge Michael Vick apologist too. So this, <laughs> yeah, this makes right. this makes a lot of Catherine sense. Catherine might have the smallest standard deviation from the consensus. <laughs> so. Yeah, she was right on a lot of this where they ended up. I think this was fun. I, I was when I was doing this yesterday. Like I had a very easy time with like the top five and the bottom five or yeah, like the, the bottom four. It was like really kind of like putting the like the the you're pretty evil tier. Like you know your what? Shadow Man's, your Jafar's. Another fun one to do of this would be to do the least heroic heroes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, really... Peter Pan right at the top. Yeah. Peter Pan is the worst, dude. <laughs> Peter Pan. There is, like, nothing. Like, Peter Pan is the worst. All right. <laughs> well, that brings us to our uh, last call. Anybody have any last call items? No. Not this week. All right. Well... Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.